0: What's good? What's happening? What's going on, everybody? And welcome to another episode of the Producers Podcast. Once again, I'm John Simmer. I'm the producer for the Morning Show with Schlereth and Evans and the Players Club. And I'm joined again by producer of Stokely and Zach, Kevin Kisner. What's going on, man?
1: What's up, man? How you been?
0: Uh, not too bad. So the Super Bowl is coming, and gone. And uh, did you do anything fun? Do you have like any? Uh, any, traditions like, anything with friends or anything like you that you know
1: i just I usually just go down to my aunt and uncles hang out huh? with My they got a bigger house so we all just kind of pile in there just have a good old time um yeah i mean i don't we don't have no big traditions you know, just bring a bunch of food and we all just watch the game and yeah nothing nothing too crazy what about you
0: uh i didn't really do anything i just kind of stayed uh stayed at my house and just like watched all my my pc so yeah there you go it was pretty boring this year but that's all right i was uh i like wasn't really it was weird like the whole build up for me usually i'm like pretty excited about and i don't know if it's just the broncos fault that i've like kind of lost interest yeah just like (laughs) this year it was just kind of like it was so depressing to watch the broncos every single sunday yeah that's just kind of like lost its muster for me to like care
1: right i will say like the the week leading up to the to the Super Bowl didn't feel right, but I will say once Super Bowl morning happened, mm. and I start seeing pregame, I start seeing the logo more often. I start I started getting more more right. excited. I mean, I remember it's as like a in kid, front of you, yeah. Like and names. I remember as a kid, and the waste management was going on at the same time in the same city, yeah. so that was cool to see. Uh. But I remember as a kid, like they used to put out all the Super Bowls like back to back to back and put them on TV.
0: Oh, really? So where you could
1: watch all the games, I mean, now we're at Super Bowl 57, so they had to shorten the games. But, sure. I mean, I remember, I'm like, oh, man, at 2 o'clock is Super Bowl 32 at the Broncos. Mm, right. and so I'd run to the TV and make sure I, I watched that episode. And yeah. Other other Super Bowls, I'm like, I don't even care. And
0: that, when was it, do you know off the top of your head, when was it they stopped, like, doing, like, uh, creative, like, Super Bowl uh, like icons, because you know, like you said, you like Super Bowl 32 is like for Broncos country, at least. Obviously, it's like an iconic the logo, you know, like the logo. Yeah, the stamp. Like, you know, it, ever since they gone to that, just like generic silver, blocky yeah, the, lettering the with the just LV the Roman. V- New- I, 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 yeah, because like obviously, Super Bowl 50 was like all gold. I think
1: that was kind of when it changed. But it, it went. It, it was Super Bowl 50, with the gold with the number. Right. And that's the only Super Bowl that we have of the exact number. Right. I think after that is when they just kind of went with this normal. Yeah, maybe even
0: with some of the Patriots Super Bowls. But I just remember, like, for some Super Bowls I'm not as familiar with, I'd say Super Bowl 32 because it did It had like, a a cool, like, yeah. it was different colors, it was, like, just a red and yellow color yep. scheme, maybe a little bit of burgundy and brown thrown in there and I remember I've seen others I think maybe like one of the Tampa Super Bowls I've just seen like people wear on has like well that is a yeah that's like a cool logo what is that and I looked it up and I was like oh that's some Super Bowl that I right. don't care about but so I kind of wish that was one thing of like the aesthetic I guess is like because uh, this year's Super Bowl I don't know just like and then specifically with the patch it's just kind of like I don't know That's boring I wish they would right wish they would spru- spruce it up um, a little bit more. What food were you in charge of bringing to your Super Bowl?
1: Oh, I don't bring the food. No, you're just your... I just food. show up. <laughs> it's not bad. I'm, I mean, no one wants my cooking anyway.
0: Right. And I am I mean, personally, I would just be like, just give me like a large pizza to destroy yeah, some like yeah. soda, maybe a couple of beers. It's I mean, good. if
1: I, if I was in charge, I'd probably just go to, like KFC, and bring some fried chicken over or something.
0: I will give credit. A couple of my buddies um, that I just and I I. I kind of do feel bad because I kind of, like, just solo-dolo. I just didn't feel like going out and stuff like that. Yeah. Because it's on a Sunday. Right. And, you know, we have to work the next day. For me, I have to get up at, like, 3.45. I'm not trying to, like, just go and do a bunch of stuff until, like, 7.30. and Right. So I wasn't really trying to do that. But my buddies, they would, like, the last couple of years, they would, like, Grill a whole bunch of steak, like get some really nice like um, beef stuff like that. Um, one of my buddies got like a Traeger grill a couple of years ago, so he's like all into just Those like are good. slow cooking. Like, Those are good. Court. Just like super delicious, but um, no, you just give me a pizza and like a couple of beers and a soda. I'm chilling. You're good. Like, I'm, You're I'm, good not, to go. I'm not picky, so um, so obviously wanted to talk about the Super Bowl because I'm assuming you. Uh, kind of touched on that with Colin the last episode is the recency, and I mean it's to be expected with just about any sport the recency bias and the kind of narratives that come out of um, when a team is either won, you know, multiple championships within a couple years, um, or maybe even lost. But the the main storyline was are the Chiefs of dynasty, and. I think a lot of people, especially if you kind of let the recency bias and maybe even, you know, haven't even fully settled on the whole, uh, just knowing that the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, you might have fallen into that trap. First of all, I'll just ask you, do you think the Chiefs are a dynasty since Patrick Mahomes started? um, Because he came in the league in, what, 2017? Yep. And then 2018 was like his first full year, won the MVP. So it's been five years. Would you label the Chiefs a dynasty?
1: I would not. Okay. say they're a dynasty.
0: What are your parameters for a dynasty?
1: Gosh, parameters. I mean, I think you got to win three in a like three and five years. Mm-hmm.
0: That seems to be like the four general. Years. I
1: mean, that's that's just how I've it's hard to do. Always done it, or three in a row. You right. know? Oh well, yeah. I, I mean, I think. Like I, I look back at the Broncos, those four years they had Peyton Manning, like those were four unbelievable years. Yep. But they only won one. Right. They would have won two. It's still not a dynasty, but it was a fun short-term thing. Right. The Chiefs, they've been to three. Yep. In five years, and to now. the
0: AFC Championship every single year.
1: Yeah. So I mean, I, I would, I would not say they're a dynasty because they haven't won three in out of four, three out of five. I might even give them three out of six. Really? I, I I would go that far because that's every other year. I mean, you got to – I mean, because I look at the Patriots back in the early 2000s from 01 to 04, they won three out of four. Mm-hmm. I mean, there might be some cheating scandals in there, but they uh, they got three out of four. I, I, I remember watching Nick Wright his stupid little video he put out before the Super Bowl. I think that was – Thursday or Friday before the game, uh-huh. and he's like, oh, the Chiefs are a Dynasty. Okay, dude, you're the biggest Chiefs fan in the world. Right. But the but his requirements were like, do they have an elite head coach? Do they have an elite quarterback? Do they have an elite skilled position? Right.
0: It's like – Well, what did- to that point, I think Nick writes more of like a – and I'm putting air quotes because, right. like, you could say this about Skip too, an entertainer. Right. Now he's just saying stuff to – Get attention! I just can't stand the guy. No, and I would put him and Skip in the same category where you would argue you, if you pay attention to them at all, it's purely from like an entertainment standpoint. Right, less that they are entertaining in like a positive way, but like you want to argue with them and hear what dumb thing they say about your team, right, or something that is so far outside of what your thought process is that you just want to like yell at them, Mm -hmm. you know, yell at the TV or. Say whatever you want to say on Twitter, um, so yeah, I, and so when it comes to those kind of people, Nick Wright, Skip Bayless, or whatever, who cares? But right. I, I get the premise of what what you're saying. So I want to. I went down just real quickly and jotted down some teams, and I did it within the last like 30 years. Technically, it's 33 since 2023, but which is crazy to even kind of think about like it's because you think of the 90s you know and you're still like oh at the most that's what two decades ago you know yeah and then but it's been 30 years since 1990 which is i mean kind of makes sense because i'm 30 but i wanted to so like you know teams like the old celtics teams um and i did only professional teams so like yes uconn women's basketball won't be in here (laughs) that's a dynasty (laughs) Um, let's see uh alabama football won't be in here um, the Celtics from the 80s, the Lakers from the 80s. Those teams won't be in here um, just to, so if whoever's listening doesn't get mad. I just wanted to narrow it down to, to a pretty top. reasonable timeline. So, obviously, since 1990, you throw the Bulls in there, 90 to 98, won six championships. Don't really need to touch on that much more. That's S- like
1: – Was it six out of seven, right?
0: Uh, It was six in a row. Well, no, there, 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 was, a, well there, was there was one was year one because gap. Jordan had to – like, take off. Right. Because of um, – and then he went to go play baseball or whatever. But, like, in terms of Jordan years, oh, they yeah, won six yeah. in a row. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. it was six and seven years. um, Or two dynasties. <laughs> Cowboys, yeah, basically. <laughs> the Cowboys, uh, from 92 to 95, they won three Super Bowls in four years. Yankees, 96 to 2000. Four World Series in five years. Uh, the Lakers, 99 to 02. yeah, Three and four the patriots 01 to 04 3 and 4 the san francisco giants in baseball 10 to 14 uh, three world series in that time i can actually have they franchise that's like never talked
1: about. they went every other year yeah it was the, what was it the even years or the odd years is when they won it
0: i would say the even if it's 10 to 14 here what i have written down Yeah. could so be 10 12 14, 14. <laughs> 14. Yeah. that's pretty wild um golden state uh 2014 to 2019, won three, and then the Chiefs. And one team I also left out, kind of on purpose to fit with Golden State, was the Spurs, who's mm. 02 to 07. They won three, so the Spurs is like the longest period of time there because you have three and six. Yeah, right I, there.
1: If you were talking dynasties, I would definitely think the Spurs. They're one of the dynasties that come right. off the top of my head right pretty quick. Yeah, because I mean, you
0: had the Big Three, Tim. Duncan Ginobili and Parker, um, but that that's like the kind of interesting thing. And so, in all of these teams, like you said, won at least three titles right. within a five year span. And I think that three within five kind of gives context to be to it. Just kind of gives you that leeway because I mean, like when it, it it gives you that opportunity to win one, have a period of time where either you get to the conference championship. Um, or another title, but right. lose. And then you typically have to win two in a row. Do you, that's typically how, like, the the standard formula goes is you win one, maybe there's a year in between, and then you win two, and then you maybe make, like, do another Do you think
1: – would you put this in the guideline of a dynasty that you have to win at least a back-to-back in there?
0: It's certain – that, like, cements it.
1: I mean, that's – I mean, three out of five years, I mean – you do the math. You could it kind do it every the Giants did it every team. every other right. year, but they never. Well, won who it back talks back? about
0: the San Francisco Giants and like the is it because of they didn't win it back to back? I think so. I think and so that's another thing when it when it comes to the Chiefs is like yeah, right now are the Chiefs the most dominant team in the NFL over the last five years? Yeah, they've yeah. made the conference championship every single year and they've made three Super Bowls. Arguably, should have made four, but D Ford made sure they didn't. Yeah, so. Even though it's like, and again, it's that recency bias. It's like, okay, let's talk 20 years from now. Right. Are we really going to be looking at the Chiefs the same way that we do three years from now? If they win another Super Bowl, yes. But if they just did this time, because no one remembers, and quite frankly, no one really cares if you made a finals. No. Or if you made a conference championship after enough time has passed. Wait, Ultimately, you, it's judged upon who, who wins. You mentioned the Golden State Warriors. Who did the Golden
1: State Warriors beat in the finals this past year?
0: Uh, the Celtics.
1: But it, it it took it it took it a minute to figure it out to remember. I mean, a lot of these. Uh, who did the Yankees beat in all those championships?
0: Oh God, I would. Yeah, you,
1: you know, I think there was the Marlins in there at some point. But you, you don't remember. A loser. You don't remember losers. Right. You just remember those magical teams, right? You know, we're, a lot of people probably aren't going to remember who the Chiefs beat in the in their first Super Bowl. It was the 49ers.
0: Yeah. I even have a hard Mahomes. time remembering that. Yeah. One. But then and then when you say it's like, oh, there are so many plays. that. But, yeah, I mean, you know, the, that's the whole thing with Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers. When, if Kyle Shanahan never wins a Super Bowl.
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: You know, people will think of him as, like, one of the better coaches. But I don't really know. And maybe they won't. Maybe, maybe he's he'll Andy be, Reid before. He'll get, he'll, maybe he'll be forgotten and yeah. they won't remember what's it been three years in a row that they've made the NFC Championship. Yeah. Um, so uh, the Chiefs need to win one more. And also, oh God, I hate the Chiefs so much, dude. <laughs> I hate how much we've had to give them credit because they deserve it. Yeah. It's it's not undeserving credit, but God, does it just like. Kill the Bronco fan inside of me, that we like have to give them this unlike like this well deserved credit because they are the best team in the NFL. They've been the best team in the NFL for some time now, and now we're talking about it. They're a dynasty. So to me, like I just I hate it. I hate everything about it, and I kind of am pissed off at the Broncos too, though. Yeah. Because we're so damn bad, we this is like the best thing we can talk about because the Broncos are just tr- trash. Well, I'll say been this.
1: Trash. I'll say this. Seven years. I don't think. We were even before the game, the week leading into the game, none of us were talking dynasty until Nick Wright threw it out there.
0: Um, no, but to me, the way that I looked at it, and this is actually a good transition because, again, you know, the the good old two things can be true at the same right. time. I think that the Chiefs are not a dynasty, but I think Patrick Mahomes has already cemented himself a Hall of Fame resume. Oh, yeah. I, that's not oh, like yeah. a hot oh, take oh, yeah. or anything. Now it's about. Can Mahomes be, like, a top three quarterback right. of all time? Uh, can he be a top two? You know, can he even be the GOAT? Right. Um, because when you, when you think about, like, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady's the winningest quarterback of all time. Is Tom Brady really the most talented quarterback of all time? No. No, if you're going by talent alone, you strip all Super Bowls away, is Tom Brady a top five quarterback? I would argue probably not. Maybe right. like he's top ten, but I don't think he's top five. Yeah, I mean if you in want in terms to grow, of talent.
1: If you want to grow up talent, I mean Dan
0: Reno, Peyton Manning. I didn't watch Joe Montana. Well, so I, I wouldn't really I w-
1: talent wise, I would say John Elway. Elway. You're throwing Patrick Elway Mahomes. Josh Allen in there for most talent.
0: Right. Well, you got Josh Allen not yet. Well I, not yet. I think from a, like Mahomes. From a, I just I think from a
1: talent much. standpoint, but that I mean that's a conversation for a different day.
0: Right. But so but that's kind of where where I was leaning to is um, before the, the Super Bowl because the way that I was looking at it for the Chiefs angle is, is they're, not a, they're not a dynasty. Because, again, having won three Super Bowls, haven't gone back-to-back back yet. Um, but could Kelsey, if he had himself a game, could he cement himself as the best tight end of all time? Would Patrick Mahomes right. easily cement himself as a shoe-in for Hall of Fame? He could retire right now, be a Hall of Famer. He did that. I think Kelsey, um, he didn't have, like, a crazy game by any means, but, I mean, it's just, like, kind of another notch in the belt that he's he's top two. Right. It's him and Gronk.
1: Yeah, I, I, I would agree with you on that one. Um, I, I, I think I, I always felt like Gronk is the greatest tight end of all time because I looked at him, even watching him live, it was just like this is the most dominant tight end I've ever right. seen. In the and past and game and took, the run game, it took Kelsey quite a while to actually become an elite guy.
0: Yeah, it took. Well, it really took till Patrick Mahomes.
1: Yeah, I mean they they got creative under Alex Smith and Andy Reid for a minute, but once Mahomes came in, then it was like, oh right. crap, Kelsey's putting up thousand yards. He's leading the team in right. receiving, and he's Can like he top league five. The league a couple years ago, uh, I don't know if he left led the league, but he's been in top five in yeah in receiving yards in the NFL at times. So, you know he's. But again, he's more of that receiving tight end. That, that right. can block. Gronk was 50 huh, 50. You didn't know what, right. he, what you were going to get. Right. You could put him at left tackle half the time if you wanted.
0: <laughs> right. Um, and then obviously, Andy Reid, too. You Andy know, would Reed. he, if Andy Reid, you know, it's, and I think he's probably the most like that had to win or lose, um, depending on his legacy um, in that Super Bowl. Cause it's like, okay, if he's, he's probably a Hall of Fame. He's a Hall of Fame caliber coach, but again, it's like when he does decide to retire, all that time passes, and right. then he's up for Canton. Is he a Hall of Famer? Probably. Is he a first-battle Hall of Famer? Probably not if he right. loses. exactly. But now he's a first-battle Hall of Famer. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. He's what is he? He's fourth I, all-time in wins. He has two Super Bowls. Uh with is he fourth uh, all-time he's with, wins? I believe so. Wow. I'd have to double because it's what it's... Um,
1: at well, least top five at least. It's
0: it's uh Don is it Don Shula, Don Shula? George Hallis, Bill Belichick. I think it's Andy Reid. Wow. I didn't four. realize that. Yeah. And then he's won a championship a Super Bowl with uh, the Eagles, gotten to two. No, he did he did not win one with the Eagles. Oh, I'm sorry. He, he got, he to, got to he got to one, lost it, and then but he also got to four consecutive NFC championship games. Yes yeah. with the Eagles and now has done five with the Chiefs. Gosh,
1: you put it that way. Holy
0: crap. And then has won now two Super Bowls with the Chiefs.
1: Yeah, you're probably <laughs> I never That's I insane. forgot about the four straight That's with an Philly. insane resume. That's two two separate teams you took them to at least four NFC champ or championship games. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got nine. Wow.
0: And if the Eagles win their Super Bowl are they a dynasty? No. So, you know, no. it's like yeah. that whole championship If, had, if the Eagles win the
1: one, they're the Bron- they're the Broncos with Peyton Manning in that four-year span. Yeah.
0: I mean are the are the not, are the Broncos that went back to back in 98 99 are they a dynasty? No.
1: They're, They're I, I know Mark Schlereth was kind of hoping that and wanted to oh, say that. Course. But Of course. You know he doesn't have I got I got to disagree. Yeah, you can't. And I think they would have been a dynasty if it was if, if they'd they would won 3 in a if row. If they won 3 and oh, gosh, I wish LA would have come back for one more. Mm. I or at least he at least had some time left right. on the tires. Um but they if Elway was healthy for a third, for another year in '99, they would have won three.
0: Right, so I think you can make an argument for a three out of six. Yeah, but it would take again. It's like it's not like off the top of the head kind of thing. It's I like, mean, I'll it's say three and five. It's got to be three and five if you win back to back. It's like automatic. Now, if
1: if Kansas City goes out and wins it next year, yeah, dude, you're a dynasty. Yeah, easily. Because look what you've done. That's why they had that AFC championship. Kind of a grace period. Two, three Super Bowls in that time
0: span. Yeah, dude. Because and that would still make it three and five though. Because they won in nineteen. Yeah. So it would still fall within within that window.
1: Yeah, I mean, look. Can Andy Reid retire anytime now?
0: Oh yeah. I mean,
1: (laughs) from a Broncos standpoint, dude. You can you you can retire. Oh, you know what, Mahomes, you can retire too. I mean. (laughs) I've always made the 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 uh, the Joker, you know. I said, "Can we just rearrange the, the divisions now? Like, right. can we can we put the Chiefs in the NFC or or in a different division at least?" Because I am sick and tired of playing the the Chiefs every twice a year here for, in Broncos country. Because fifteen straight losses for the Broncos against the Chiefs—that's unheard of. I mean, that's going. We're getting up to the, some of the biggest losing streaks to an, a certain opponent in NFL history, and it's. It's pretty embarrassing, in my opinion.
0: So I'm. I wanted to double check those total wins, if this isn't completely updated because it has Andy Reid fifth with three wins behind Tom Landry. Wow. Um, I'm trying to think. Well, he'll yeah, pass that the, next year. Did the Chiefs? No, the Chiefs. The Chiefs played. Uh, they had a bye right because they were the number one seed. Yes. So they only played in two. So, yeah, he would still be fifth. So, you got Don Shula, George Halas, Bill Belichick, Tom Landry, Andy Reid. So, Andy Reid has the fifth most wins of all time. And he'll
1: become fourth by the end of the next year. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> Possibly three or four games in the next
0: year. Yep, and Belichick, uh, no, it looks like Belichick's just going to sit there. He's at 298, and George Halas is at 318, yep. according to uh,
1: – Unless the Patriots go undefeated. <laughs> Come on, Mac
0: Jones. That's not buy in. Um, so yeah, that's. I think that's that was a a good talking out of that, you know, conversation. Because yeah. and I think we both agree and it, it has nothing to do with how much we hate the Chiefs.
1: Right. It's just our it's guideline. Just,
0: yeah. And I think that's basically anyone's. I think that's like the most like the most commonly common accepted guideline is 3 and 5 based on the just just went 3 and 5 yeah cuz we you know how damn hard it is and it doesn't allow also like for example with the uh with the Spurs team they're kind of different because they had the longevity of those three hall of famers but i mean if you do if you start pushing it to 6 7 years chances are you have kind of like a soft reset of your roster anyway right um depending on the sport but you know like do, are we counting you know, say if hypothetically if Kelsey, if they don't win in next year, Kelsey retires, Mahomes has an, and Andy Reid retires, and then they win another one, is that really a dynasty? If you move the goalposts a little more for them to fit it, in that time, still probably then then the conversation. Fully shifts to Mahomes, yeah, and like his greatness as opposed to like the Chiefs in and of themselves. It goes, you know it goes
1: from the Andy Reid dynasty to the exactly Patrick Mahomes to this new, legacy. Yeah, exactly. Dynasty. Exactly. exactly. That, that Mahomes
0: proved he could win without his safety blanket in right. Kelsey and right. Andy Reid. Right. Um, so yeah, I thought that was a good conversation. Um, Broncos stuff. Do you have? Do you care who's the OC is?
1: I don't I, I don't care who the OC is because it realistically it's going to be Sean Payton yep. he's calling the plays when I think OC I'm like just whoever's calling plays that's who I care about
0: so best I, con- yeah I mean best comparison is Nathaniel Hackey and Green Bay yeah I mean he uh, was technically Justin this He was the year. OC yeah you
1: know? I, I mean or yeah you're the way you said it was right but you know I I just as long as Sean Payton's calling plays I'm fine yeah I don't want anyone I else I mean he's one of the Top three or four play callers in the game right now. We'll see. I mean, from an offensive standpoint, we'll see. Hopefully, uh, yeah. I mean, I yeah. I, I hope it it's it that, translates it's just here. Like
0: Gappier that makes me, you know. It's like how much can you lose in a year? I I can get that side of the. I'm just I'm yeah. I'm hurt, man. I'm damaged by the. I just I <laughs> You're feel damaged. Like I say it all the time, you know. When it's like you, me, and Drew, and I'm like editing and Stoke and Zach's going yeah. on, and they might rise a point. I'm like always. They're like, can the Broncos do this? And I will say, no, nope, because nope. they're a poverty <laughs> franchise. Now. Yeah, that's. I just feel like we're just like bordering that like Cleveland Browns loser dumb. I know it's not that extreme. Yeah, but like when God, when you don't make the playoffs for seven years, man. You know, I'm after o- like being a storied franchise like that. I'm, I'm optimistic this
1: year. I mean, we had talks about this. I, know, I, at the no, I, I'm beginning. I mean,
0: I'm. I'm optimistic, but I'm not allowing You're myself to get – I'm just not allowing myself to get as, like, set up for failure as I was this year when yeah. we got Ross. Um, I, and I'll give you credit. You were the one who sat in that chair and said Sean Payton.
1: I, that, I mean, that was I, – I mean, honest, honestly, I didn't think it was re- realistic at the time. Yeah. I, I just said that was my number one choice. Right. And I – as time went on, I still didn't think it was going to be Sean Payton. And then once – Got a little something, something the week of. I'm like, yeah. oh crap, yeah, oh crap. I got a little wink, wink from yeah. uh, from uh, a good source. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess I could say that, uh, you know. But I, I will, I will say, man, all those reports out there were pretty dang wrong. Yeah. My goodness, we this whole uh, the yeah, Broncos whole kept their cards close.
0: This whole coaching cycle kind of uh, exposed how much like the media. Yeah. and not even just like local just like i don't know just like reporters or people trying to get scoop yeah like how desperate um it because as a producer you know it's your it's our job to stay on top of that kind of stuff and get it to our host and it, especially when there's reporters who uh have like It's, like, necessary for them to get the story first. Right. It's not nearly as egregious for us to have it on our airwaves first. Right. Because typically, you know, if someone, like, sees news on Twitter, they're not going to just – if they're not listening to a station, they're probably, like, just going to listen to the station that's already on in their car. or. They might go like on the website to whatever radio station like Deversports.com right. or whatever and listen. It's not like they're going to be like, oh, my God, this is happening. Let me go listen to this specific person on right. this and change the radio dial or whatever. So it's not as like necessary for us, but it is necessary for us to get it to our hosts because especially for whatever reason, breaking news always happens like 30 seconds before we're about to go into break. It feels like. So we have to like get it to our host. The timing. So they can either set it up for a tease or they can break the news. And then that kind of teases itself. uh, Yeah. And then we talk about it in the next. And to
1: to bring it around behind the curtain a little bit. I mean. Depending on how big the news is, right?
0: We might just sweep. You're not. Breaks. You're not
1: breaking, right? You know, Russell Wilson gets traded. Zach, you ain't breaking, yeah, we're bro. We're not going
0: to break. We're, we're talking.
1: We're staying yeah, on we this. We might stay
0: live for twenty. We'll, we'll talk minutes. to.
1: We'll talk to traffic who yep. who's dealing with our commercials. We'll talk to our you know right. our crew and behind the scenes. Like, how are we? I mean, when realistically, when there's breaking news, it's it's a pain in the butt on our producer end, right? Because we have to get so much other stuff done, yeah. other than. The on air projects. Yeah,
0: there's a lot of house cleaning. We
1: got to deal with commercials. We got to fix that stuff and, around. But also, if, I mean, you want to put out the correct information. Right. And, and free agency in the draft Adam, is Adam, coming up, and especially with free agency. There's those fake accounts yeah. where people will just retweet or just say there'll be fake Adam Shatter accounts right. or the well, Interact And
0: to the point, though, of this coaching hires, like, there was so much, con- and I don't remember, this is my third year at the fan. Uh, Being a producer is I don't remember so many like conflicting reports coming out at the same time that were just literally on opposite ends. It was like it's the most. So it was the most wild thing to watch happen. And thankfully, a lot of it for what time slot I was in is basically 6 a.m. to 11 a.m. You might have something come out so we get to talk about it. Right. But then that conflicting report might not come out for another two or three hours, (laughs) but it completely conflicts what we were just reporting on. Right. And that's not necessarily anyone's fault other than the people who are giving the reports out. But then as that goes on, you know, over a course of two to three weeks, you start to – Question, kind of the validity of everything, and then it also starts to be like, it's almost like when you when you tell our host like, hey, this is the information that you know, Mike Garofolo or Ian Rap, like it is from them and they are saying this, you know, and then we might have some some local reporter like, uh what's his first name? Duncan? Jeff Duncan? Jeff Duncan? You know, that dude became kind of like a meme. Right. around here because it's like we might get a national report from like <laughs> someone who we respect and then here we're like all right just t minus 50 minutes till we get a completely different yeah, dude. thing from jeff duncan I, or jeff duncan will report something and then a national i remember report something else
1: so. i remember going into commercial breaks every commercial break there was something different right and i would tell zach okay uh jeff duncan is reporting this okay and the next break come in and I'm like this Mark Maskey guy from the Washington Post is reporting right.
0: this. And then you got to recall, though, that remember when yeah. Sean Payton, by the went way, went on Colin Coward two yeah. weeks ago <laughs> and said Dude, this. I told people <laughs> this is like the JFK recall.
1: conspiracy
0: <laughs> that nothing
1: connects. And quite frankly, when everything was finalized, none of none it of was, was accurate. Right, yeah. Literally 99% of those reports were not accurate. Yeah. It's and, crazy. And I wish I could say more, but just go back and listen to the The day we hired Sean Payton on the producer podcast, I lay all those de- exact and real details out. Yeah, because a lot of lo- the local reporters in town didn't even know what they had.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. But it's nuts. Yeah from a from a producer standpoint, it was definitely wild. And again, I just don't I don't remember it's never been. A, a time like that where it, it was has. just like so like you just like I would see like well I guess it's a gold check mark now. And, like, obviously, if I see something from, like, again, Schefter, Rappaport, yeah. I'm going to take it as, like, this is something valid I can give to my hosts because the name and weight and reputation of that person holds enough. And if they were wrong, at least, like, we could correct it on air. But it's, like, it wasn't us. You know, sorry. So Schefter got – you yeah. know, it happens. Yeah. People will lead insiders astray from time to time. And it seemed like – I remember there. I can't remember exactly what report it was – but it seemed like it was – who was it? It was like either – it doesn't really even matter. It was like an ESPN and an NFL Network reporter, and they had conflicting yeah. um, reports, and it was just kind of like, what is going on? Like, what, <laughs> Right. We just want to know, are we in on Sean Payton or are we screwed kind of thing? Because then it was like, oh, well, you know, they're taking the Walton Penner family groups, taking trips to Ann Arbor. Is yeah. Jim Harbaugh still in who, place? Who's so,
1: there? Who's not it there? It was one
0: of the most like – as close to high school gossipy things oh, I've ever so bad. been a part of in my life. I
1: will like say I've been in the I've been in this media world since 20, 2012. twenty twelve. I've never seen a coaching search like that. It was wild, man. I've never seen anything like really, that covering really the Broncos, and, it,
0: and so I don't necessarily remember what got us on this path, but it was just it, it was it was the need for us to get things right. As a producer to get to our host so your host doesn't look like a complete idiot yeah. on the air. And a lot of times, they're just talking. So, like, they yeah. might have be having a conversation. I'll send them a tweet and be like, hey, check phone. Yeah. They don't know what I just sent them. Yeah. They don't know context of anything. They just anything. know something could you know, be Maybe big. on ESPN on the TV, if it's big enough, they'll see it pop up. You know, but we don't – it's not like yeah. we're playing sound on the TV. Right. So, it's 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 a really – Interesting thing how much, like, we rely on those guys as well to get accurate information. And, of course, you know, thousands of other people, but also their reputation is on the line, too, of those those insiders. So it was really, really crazy. But at the end of the day, we got Sean Payton. And at the end of the day, I agree with you. I don't remember what I first asked. Yeah, it doesn't matter who our OC is. Right. Because Sean Payton the one matter. Call and plays. And, you know, D.C., that'll be another conversation for another day. And who knows, maybe the next uh, – Next episode of the podcast, we'll actually know who our next DC is. Let's, let's hope. So, so that'll do it for us. That will uh, end this episode of the Producers Podcast. Again, my name is John Simmer. I am the producer of Slayer and Evans and the Players Club. That is Kevin Kisner, uh, producer for Stokely and Zach. And Kevin, your Twitter?
1: Kisner Radio.
0: You know it. All right. <laughs> well, that is do it for us. Thanks so much for listening, guys, and we will catch you in the next episode.